My cemetery is in Key Biscayne. It's one of the prettiest in the world. There are lovely trees, the sky is blue, there are birds. The one in Los Copa is really shit. What a pain in the ass you are. It's true. You're not young, and you're not new, and you do make people laugh. I'm still with you because you make me laugh. So now I have to sell my plot and keep his cane so I can be next to you in that shithole Las Copa so I never miss a laugh. What's this? Read it. I, I don't understand. It's the palimony agreement. I told you I had it. It says I have the right to give you half of everything I own. It's safer if something happens to one of us. But who owns it now? You do. I don't want it. Then give me half. Quick, give me a pen. I don't want all of this, Armand. Sign it. They sign. There, we're partners. You own half my life and I own half of yours. Half the club? What does it matter? Take it all. I'm, I'm 50 years old. There's only one place I call home and it's because you're there. What difference does it make if I say you can stay or you say I can stay? It's ours. Good morning, Hey, this is not a test. This is rock and roll. Water, he wants, moves, you filter. He said, One and more. Ten thousand years will give you such a crick in the neck. Got to be good looking, cause he's so hard to see. Comes again. He's the day. If you ever disrespect my wife again, I'll end you. Over me. <laughs> No matter what anybody says, you'll always be a prince to me. Welcome, welcome, welcome to NYC Actors Talk, Robin Williams, a podcast series where we go through the best performances of Robin Williams and search for his greatest role. I'm Hunter. I'm Nick. And we have a very special guest today, Dean Marino. Hello. Hey, Woo. Dean. Woo. Uh, Woo Dean, what's going on? Oh, you know, chugging through midterms and grad school and, and trying to have some form of social life. You know, all that good stuff. <laughs> like us all. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Nick, uh, what are we talking about today? Oh, uh, my dudes. Today, we're talking about the birdcage well actually it's not french so what, what would be a miami version of it, it would just be the birdcage birdcage it's just the birdcage it's the just bird the birdcage cage. <laughs> so yeah uh, i uh <laughs> uh but yeah a, a very a very uh lovely movie and uh and uh the lovely dean marino uh uh has done a production of la cage la uh, falls which is uh, the French version of the Birdcage, because this is a American remake of uh, La Caja Falls. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, 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 Dean, uh, before we jump in, tell us your relationship with uh, the movie, the the show La Cage, and uh, and uh, and also uh, why do you love Robin Williams? Oh yes, uh, so many great things. Uh, I'll start off by saying that I saw this movie years and years ago. I was probably just in high school and I saw it one day and it was so great. I remember laughing. I remember just screaming because it was so good. And I, you know, I would watch it from time to time again. And then it was getting to my senior year of college and they were telling us that we were doing La Cage au Faux. Now I had never seen La Cage, but I knew the birdcage. 
So I actually, uh, when I found out we were doing it, I went to the the New York Public Library and I watched it in like those one of that that dark room where they give you like a, <laughs> a sacred VHS and they're like, here, the path is yours now. Enjoy. So, uh, and then I got to be uh, Alban, which is for those. Um, it's Nathan Lane's role, Albert, in this movie. So I got to be a drag queen and I got to put on the whole nine yards, tried to steal my costumes, you know, all that thing. Um, and I wrote a little blurb about Robin Williams because uh, I'm sure as to you, uh, he means a lot to me. So I think I can speak for many when I say Robin Williams is family. From Mrs. Doubtfire to Hook, Aladdin and beyond, Robin brought joy into my household. Upon hearing his death, I remember the sadness that washed over me, my sister and my parents. But every time we see one of his films on TV or we go to the theater, we are automatically transported and drawn back to him. We stop everything we are doing because we go back to that time. It's magic. Robin Williams is a genius. And after my millionth time of watching The Birdcage, um, you know, it's one of his more grounded and personal roles. He is the anchor that keeps the birdcage on the floor if it ever goes too wild. He radiates warmth, joy, comfort, and honesty. In a role such as Armand, he never forces it or tries to act quote-unquote gay. He just is, and that is what makes him and makes this one of my favorite movies of all time. Beautifully well said. said. Beautifully said. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, let's let's uh, let's get into Birdcage, guys. Let's this is a, uh, a fabulous movie. Uh, this uh, came out in 1996. So basically uh, the, the absolute peak of uh, Robin Williams' career. Um, he yeah. is the hottest actor right now at this point still. Um, so yeah, uh, Hunter, what are your overall thoughts on the movie and Robin Williams's performance? So I literally, as I said before, but I just got done watching it. <laughs> <laughs> I was dancing afterwards. I was to the, the song that plays in the credits. Come on, everybody. Won't you do that conga? And I was like, oh my gosh, what did I just experience? I was, and I'll preface this usually in comedies. I, I'll laugh, but like. It's very hard to make me laugh in a comedy movie for some reason. And this, I was laughing the entire time, man. Like, Robin Williams, he was so, so funny. And, like, obviously it's Robin Williams, so he's going to be funny. But this hit, like, a tad different for some reason. Uh, yeah, I loved it. Nathan Lane, usually I think Nathan Lane is, like, iffy. Sometimes I like him, sometimes I don't. I loved him in this. I thought he was hilarious. Uh, yeah, I love this movie. <laughs> like, so much awesome and uh and specifically about uh robin because this is a this is a, a, a pretty different role from what he usually did back then so yeah elaborate on that hunter yeah um uh dean how you're saying that like he doesn't act gay he just is i thought that you hit it you hit it on the head with that like that was so such a perfect way to describe it and i yeah i was baffled by his performance because it is so different and how it is grounded and he's not like like saying mrs doubtfire he was very like larger than life but this is like it's very you know what i'm saying i sorry just watch it so i'm still gathering my thoughts a little bit yeah yeah but if that makes any sense i really loved it and it seemed like he wasn't putting on like a show you know yeah absolutely yeah yeah um yeah. so dean obviously you love it uh i do and uh, what else? Uh, so yeah, uh, I this is also my very first time watching this movie. 
Um, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's just one of those movies I've always been meaning to watch, but for some reason or another, I I never got to watch it. And everyone loves it, and everyone you know recommended this movie to me for years. And uh, and uh, yeah, so I. I love this movie too. I uh, I think it's hilarious in a in a way that I think you guys touched on where yeah, it's not just that it's like, oh, they're gay or or this or that. It's it's so much more uh real and in that way more fun because it's it's actually like, you know, funny in, in a lot of different ways, you know. It's it's a it's a situational comedy. It's it's uh it's a a, a romantic comedy it, you know we we really get to know and love these characters especially williams and and lane in this like they're they're uh the, the 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 relationship is tender and earnest it's not a joke uh you, like you feel the chemistry and you really like them you know it, it's not like I don't know, like, uh, like uh, sometimes it's like, I don't know, so over the top that you don't feel it, like you feel it here. Um, what else? Yeah, uh, and uh, Williams, let's talk about Ron Williams in this movie. Yeah, so it's, and you guys were mentioning it too, he's over the top usually in, in a lot of roles and it's amazing, we love it to see it. But for this, it's, yeah, he's pulled back in this. It's an earnest performance. He's the straight man, ironically, in this duo. Um, and the performance has a lot of heart and, and pathos, but it's still snappy and energetic. Um, you know, it, it, uh, he, doesn't, he doesn't lose that in the, in the performance. So, and there's also a lot of weight to what he says to, to everything. He says, especially that speech with him and Lane on the bench that that you so beautifully performed for us. Uh, so it was just a great surprise all around. Yeah, I think what's really you know, like I I had mentioned before, and, and you know we we all kind of touched on it is that I don't think anyone's playing up the fact that they're gay or that they're really you know right wing in this or that they're or Guatemala in it. You know, like. No one's playing it up because the comedy doesn't come from them. It comes from the situations. And then that's where the comedy comes out through this. So, like, I think that's what makes this movie flow so well and so special. It's that it's the world that they've created and, and not not the characters. The characters are in the world and they're being affected by the shrimp and the... <laughs> soup and everything else in between oh the shrimp oh my goodness so something that i read about this movie was that when robin williams like slips in the kitchen uh it's it wasn't like planned he it was an accident right but they kept it in and it, i wa and i knew it going in to watching this movie but it was one of the best like acting moments i've ever seen and it was so funny and they played it off like so well i thought and i was like that's that's why he's robin williams right there because he didn't just slip and be like ah oh, cut cut he freaking went for it and made it work and i was like that's brilliant and then he says fuck the shrimp <laughs> fuck the shrimp <laughs> well then i wonder because in in a, like a scene and a half right before um uh atticus or spoticus he atticus spoticus uh he trips as well so i wonder if that came in after 
that scene and they like tried to make a through line or if that was supposed to be there and then Robin, you know, so I wonder if like, yeah. if they were like, well, now we need to go back. We need to film that. So there's a little through line with it. And <laughs> yeah, this is, this was directed by Mike Nichols, who's a very famous film director. I haven't seen a lot of his other movies, but I should because he's a master and a lot of the behind the scenes stuff that I researched for this uh, episode is the, is exactly what you're saying like the like the these kind of improvised moments that they would keep or not like I think one of the rules that Mike Nichols had while filming the movie was you know especially to Williams and Lane like hey we're gonna stick to the script like we're gonna do these takes skip uh, stick to the script and then we'll do one where you can improvise anything you want. And so stuff like the shrimp probably happened and, and just like it was spontaneous. It was amazing moments that uh, amazing moments that they kept in. And, and so, yeah, I think like uh, clearly in uh, behind the scenes, you know, they 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 worked with everything and, uh, you know, they um, they were really creative with with everything they were doing. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. I I just looked up Mike Nichols because I, I don't think I've seen any of his movies either. But he did The Graduate, which I have seen. I'm like, dang, this guy, he's a he's a treasure. He's a film <laughs> treasure. What's going on here? I'm putting it on my list. I haven't seen it, so it's on my list. So good. I know. I I haven't seen that movie either. Actually, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty great. Which is it's actually surprising. well, it's a classic, you know. So it, know, like you classic, know. Right? So it's pretty great, uh, but it's actually surprised because I like watching this movie and then thinking about the graduate. I'm like, wow, these films are nothing alike. So wow, freaking <laughs> props, props. <laughs> and I, I think what the the kind of fun fact I found is, is that Nathan Lane wasn't supposed to be in this at all, and that Robin Williams was supposed to play. Um, Albert, I can't only get them all mixed up. Albert, <laughs> right? Martin. We're not in France. <laughs> yeah, we're not in France. Um, Come and on. Then, uh, Steve Martin, you said right, was supposed to be. He's supposed to play um, Armand, which I just, I don't know if I can picture that dynamic. I'd pay good money. I pay <laughs> good, good money for that. You would? Uh, <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. When I, because I saw that too while researching, and I was like, damn, that would have been epic and it, it's so funny because i also heard that robin williams said about that he's like oh, it's for the best I, I i think i i did a lot of drag and mrs doubtfire so it works out anyway that's true <laughs> i was like iconic icon yeah uh what else yeah um but yeah like there's just so many creative little details in this in this movie just like when it comes to just like the mannerisms of every character, like literally it's like, so everything is so specific in this and that's why it's so funny. It's not all loosey goosey, like a lot of comedies sometimes are, like the Judd Apatow like type comedies where like everything is just kind of like, just, just do something funny while you do yeah. this thing. Where in this one, like, no, they really do like stick to it. And sometimes if it's really, if it really is effective and really works, they can, do an improvised line here or there when it really works. I think that because this was the first time where I was really looking and really like really watching intensely or very closely, I just noticed little things like the scene when Val comes in and, you know, he ba he's basically like, you have to be straight for a night. 
they have a cigarette and they're going back and forth with, with the same cigarette. And they're both like, give me that. You're not supposed to be smoking. And then Val's like, I'm taking it back. And then you know, when Christine Brancy comes in at the ending, you know, after they've all had soup and they're in the dressing room with the, you know, the publicity, she's in the corner eating soup. So just like those small moments are all keeping some form of story going. It's really, really, like you said, the detail is so intricate in that movie. Yeah, and I think during that shrimp scene too, the the director Mike Nichols had to hold back from laughter and had to like he had like some kind of uh, blanket that he would have like to put over himself during like scenes that like he couldn't stop from laughing, you know, like like when they were filming, like he just couldn't stop laughing at some scenes, so he would have this blanket where he'd just be like, nope, no one's gonna hear me fucking lose it right now, <laughs> like Mando with the pillow, but Mike Nichols with the blanket. <laughs> exactly something that uh um i i didn't expect with this movie it got me really sad at some parts like when when val comes in and he says like hey you can't be yourself we have to change everything a little bit like and you have to change everything about yourself and i was like oh my gosh and i was looking at robin williams just like he didn't even have to like really say what he was feeling until the end of the scene he does but like he felt it and what he was going through at that moment yeah that's oh sorry yeah go ahead oh no which i I just thought was it was terrible and made me feel like my heart drop yeah um that speech that he gives at the end of that scene where he says like you know uh fuck the senator i'm gonna be who i am uh Mm -hmm. that's such a uh earnest moment and yeah like those are like that was specifically one of the moments where i was yeah really feeling something and, and his performance really uh made me feel that in in such an a in an effective way yeah it's just like nobody did it like him nobody did funny like him and no one did heavy moments like that like him like he could that's why he can do it all <laughs> It's just like the scene after when he's sitting at the bar, uh, like the, at the birdcage, and and he's just sitting there so pensively. And then you just hear him off stage, like, "Oh shit!" And he's like, "We're doing it, I guess." And you know, the weight is not, you know, the weight's not gone on the situation, which I think is really important. Because he 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 even says, you know, Val, don't talk to me right now. I don't want to see you. Right. He's not like completely uh with him yeah yeah and the the more we do i mean the more we deep dive into robin williams career it's making me so sad like oh my gosh like i there was a moment in this movie where he was talking uh uh sorry puts on a a suit and he's getting ready for for the night he's like oh man i look like my grandfather in the suit and then he goes yeah like yada 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 like he killed himself when he was 30 and i was like oh my gosh this is like i don't know just like deep diving into his career is getting very interesting yeah i mean like you know i don't want to touch on this too much but yeah he had a lot of uh problems in his in his personal life and everything and yeah uh, and i think i think we even mentioned it in doubtfire that like sometimes reality kind of or his his real self kind of creeps into his performances a little bit in in positive ways and potentially not so uh, positive ways, but I I think when it comes to his performance in this, like it, it just yeah it felt so uh, uh, real and and once again just like yeah like he was 
yeah, he wasn't playing gay. He was just playing someone who really cared about uh, 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 Nathan Lane's character, uh, what, what, uh, Albert. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Albert. Uh, someone, yeah, someone who just really cared about his family, and so, yeah, I think like that's that's him in a nutshell in real life. So, yeah, I mean, it like the so it it really just like, yeah, it's just perfect. Well, now. Yeah. Now that you, you both have mentioned it, you know, I wonder how many people before this in his career have basically been like, hey, you're extra, but like, can you not be extra? And in, in, in a comedic sense, and because he does have such a um, a personality and, and it's so vibrant, you know, I wonder how many times in his career he's gotten that, I, that, that, that pressure. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. No, that note of just like, yeah, could you pull back could you not you know be so hammy in this moment you know or or even the 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 opposite where like hey like can you can you do the funny stuff can you see the funny stuff please mm. you know like trying because i feel like i mean with any actor right and we've talked about this before too where like actors get put in boxes all the time and stuff like that and how that can affect them you know yeah exactly so i think like this this performance is kind of a really great happy medium where like he yeah he he does he's very pulled back for a lot of it but then he also has that those moments especially like uh fussy 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 martha graham martha graham madonna madonna but keep it all inside you know uh, like all those moments of like uh of of uh, uh spontaneity and and uh, over the topness that we we love about him so we got moments of that too so it was just a great uh, smorgasbord of everything <laughs> that we that we love about him yeah like he he says fuck the shrimp but he also says fuck the senator you know what i'm saying <laughs> yo that's perfect that's literally perfect what you just said <laughs> but again none of it none of it is forced and none of it is trying to be funny and that's what makes this film not just robin but i think everybody in this film is i i cannot picture this movie with another cast absolutely yeah let's let's get into some of the other uh amazing uh performances in this movie uh so yeah uh how how can we not talk about the lovely the wonderful nathan lane uh oh. as as albert um your man dean uh, <laughs> I, I love him so much <laughs> he is in my opinion the absolute heart of the movie uh, uh williams is wonderful he's fantastic but he's nathan lane is like the heart and soul of this movie he's comedic and he is over the top but it's also very sweet and caring he's a good person uh the the character is a very good person uh the scene that really stuck out to me where he's he's just on the town you know it's just a regular day for him and he's interacting with everyone uh and like he's interacting with like, with, like the mailman i think or something and, and he and he goes to the the bakery and it's just like such a sweet scene when the schmeckin beckons Ah, like, like you can tell, like people like to talk to him, you know, like the townspeople like him too. So yeah, it was just a really sweet scene. I thought. Yeah. Um. Uh. One of the scenes that stuck out to me with his performance is when, again, it's when he puts on the suit or whatever, and like, I don't know what it is about that scene, but I'm like, I don't like. I couldn't tell if it was trying to be funny, but 
all I could do was cry. <laughs> so I was like, man, he's really, he's trying to be something that he's just not, you know, and he's trying to live up to these expectations. And I was like, he's playing it so perfect to where if somebody was laughing at it, I'd be like, all right, somebody who's crying at it. I'd be like, yep. I was like, wow, what a crazy performance that is. Yeah. It's like, it's large. Yeah. It's larger than life, but he still feels like a real person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, one of my one of my favorite scenes just like from this lineage of birdcage and lacage is the first dressing room scene i think that scene is so great because you get so much of their relationship throughout the entire like right in that i don't know for the movie it's like three minutes long but he's you know he's bringing down the door he's having a hysterical fit the pure tablets come out and um you know he he's doing it because he loves him and he doesn't want to lose um he doesn't want to lose Armand, and 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 it's it's his cry to just be like, "You still love me, right?" Without actually saying, "You still love me," and uh, yeah, I, I love that scene so much. It kill it kills me every time. Yeah, he's a king in this. He's an absolute Chad. Yeah, uh, he's he's amazing. Uh, uh, what else? Uh, Hank oh, Azaria. We can't we can't forget Hank Azaria, Mo. Uh, and, and all the other characters from The Simpsons. Uh, <laughs> yeah, literally, uh, literally, uh, literally half of The Simpsons characters <laughs> yeah. are are voiced by him. But also, he's wonderful in this. Let's talk about him. Oh my gosh, he's so he's so jacked in this. <laughs> I know. I, I I noticed that. I was like, damn, Hank. Dang, dude, you're so big. Like this oh is this God, this is the crazy. same guy who voiced the little bat in Anastasia. <laughs> the scene when when uh, Val's just looking outside at the pool and he's got his CD and he's like quote unquote and he's like she works hard for the money <laughs> and it's just it's so ridiculous but it's so it's so accurate and so perfect. He's so funny. He's he's like he's iconic. Yeah, such a good character actor. Oh my gosh. And uh actually this is I didn't even know this, but like this is basically his big break, like this movie. Like he wasn't really uh super well known yet until this character. And I guess no, The Simpsons were The Simpsons was before this, but I guess like him in films, I guess like this mm -hmm. was like his big break. Um yeah, he was kind of actually behind the scenes. He was actually kind of hesitant to do like the voice and all this stuff. Like he thought he was very worried that it was like too much and that it would be uh, offensive. But mm -hmm. but then, you know, uh he, he said I think in a Larry King interview that like yeah, I would talk to my gay friends and they were totally fine with it. Actually, they were more than fine with it. They thought it was hilarious. There are people like uh uh, uh Spartacus Spartacus. Oh my gosh. My but yeah, so it, so it, yeah, it's such a it's such a fun performance. Yeah, when he opens the door and does that like hello, like that low voice, yeah. oh, it kills me. It kills hello. me. Hello, I am Spartacus. Would you like me to take your purse like always or the first time? Yeah. <laughs> and I love when he's like being like beckoned like uh in the middle of the uh dinner scene. And he just like walks, and then he just goes, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he just like shrugs and goes, "Like, what do you want?" And also the the shoe bit, the shoe bit is like, why is that iconic now for me? Like that shoe bit is hilarious. Where he's like, 
he slips and he's like, it's the shoes. I don't, I told you, like I told you, I don't wear shoes. <laughs> but again, it's, it's the circumstances that, that are getting in the way of the characters being themselves. And like, that's what makes it so good. My favorite line though, is when he's like, I need you to put on a suit. And he goes, I'm going to look like a fag. And he goes, yes, you're going to look like a fag in a suit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So good. So good. Um, but, uh, so, well, oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. What, 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 what do we think? What do you think of Gene Hackman in this movie? All right, uh, let's talk about my boy, Gene Hackman. Uh, and I think, I don't know about you guys, but I think he's also hilarious in a very different way. He's, he's hilarious in his self-seriousness. Like that, that uh, scene when he's talking about traveling and the pauses. Oh my, oh my God, so funny. The trees in the green and the roads <laughs> black, just going through the green. I was like, "What the heck fever dream am I in? What the hell's going on?" This was like an uh, out of body experience. That whole part of the movie, I was like, "What is going on?" You know what really shocked me though is that he's second build in this movie. Oh, so really? it's not Robin Williams, Nathan Lane, Gene Hackman. It's Robin Williams, Gene Hackman, Nathan Lane. And I don't know why, but that I guess I guess because he is such a big name. I don't know. Yeah, I mean he is. But so is I, Nathan Lane, though. Well, not not necessarily at the time. Yeah, and never mind. In the nineties, I think Gene Hack. I mean, yeah, Gene Hackman's huge, right? Because yeah, Nathan Lane was Broadway guy, and then Mike Nichols liked him so much uh that he called him up and like hey you want to do this movie and th that was like kind of his i don't know if it was his first but it was like one of his first big movie roles right yeah so i i, I guess it pulls more audience maybe if you have gene hackman second probably yeah. yeah because in a way nathan lane is like the main character of the movie he is. I, th I, I felt that bef right before Robin Williams does the Fosse, Fosse, Fosse. I literally thought to myself, I was like, Nathan Lane's kind of the kind of the guy in this. Yeah, he is the guy. Yeah. He's the guy. I, you know what, though? I, as much as they're the leads, the story's really about Val. All right. Uh, I think we've uh, we've held uh, off our conversation we 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 uh we gotta talk about Val. We gotta talk about Val. I think we've been holding this off for a little bit. Um, Nick, you have thoughts. I have thoughts. Um, this is a great movie, but I hate Val. Val sucks. I I hate him. He's rude, <laughs> and he's unlikable. And I, I this is an old movie, so I don't I don't feel bad saying that. I don't think he was very good in general just like as like acting wise val's listening to us you val probably... is val is our neck is our newest guest star right here right now uh just coming hey. in here's val hey nick um, i need you to stop being yourself forever and uh <laughs> okay val. Val. all right val, val yeah <laughs> i froze you so <laughs> but i thought his his whole arc was confusing to me because his his character is all about like i'm gonna stop what you were saying i'm gonna stop my parents from being exactly who they are and uh to impress this girl that i probably met for like a day and like and it's just like so uh mean-spirited in a way that i don't think uh 
is very comfortable. And and I think like by the end he has that moment when he's like, oh, like you know, uh, I here's who exactly who my my parents are. They you know they work at a, 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 a cabaret. Um, you know, uh, 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 Albert is in drag, you know, like he says all this stuff and it's like, yeah, but where's this coming from? Like, it's not a natural character arc. Like I didn't, where was, when, when, where was the moment that you decided to change your mind? Only because he had nowhere else to go. I, I was literally watching him and I was like, what, what you guys going to say? What are you going to say now? And there's nothing else to say. I think that's why. I I kind of agree with that. I think that... I think Val, the, the actor who... I don't know his name, sorry. The actor who played Val, I think that it's... In a way, I, I know that he is kind of brash. And he's very um, straightforward and to the point. And he's rude. And I think that's kind of an adolescent thing. And especially for having gay parents at that time... You know, I mean, you're in you're in South Beach, um, you know, which is my, you know, I've been to South Beach, and I'm like, yeah, this place is gay central station, um, and which is great. I loved it. Went to drag brunch, had a great time. Um, <laughs> but you know, I think that it's a great depiction of adolescence, and that he really does have that epiphany. I think it's a little bit of an epiphany that like family doesn't have to be blood. Family can be you know, who takes care of you. And I think he really understands that, you know, Albert wasn't trying to, you know, coddle him. He was just trying to love him all these years, you know? Yeah. I guess I just wish that moment was more earned because right now it just kind of comes out of nowhere. And I, I wish like we had at least a scene to be like, okay, like Val is understanding, you know, the, the, the real situation now. And he, and and so so he can have that moment where he like owns up and everything but i yeah it just doesn't like we got from a to c where the hell is b yeah i i i get that uh also the actor's name is dan futterman and futterman come on futterman (laughs) butter with a b sounds like i'm making it up with a b with a b uh and he actually wrote the uh the screenplay for uh capote with uh uh uh, what's his name with um uh philip seymour hoffman oh i just found that out right now uh (laughs) but i i i think the actor i think he does a good job with robin williams like see i think i think the relationship works because robin williams makes it work that like he makes that relationship work very well could be. I don't know. Even if you're the worst actor of all time, <laughs> can it really be bad with Robin Williams? I'm not sure. I've that's what I'm. That's him. what I'm saying, though. Like, it, yeah. like I, I, I bought the relationship because Robin Williams cared so much about Val, not necessarily so, Val, not necessarily Val himself. And so you, and that made you care about Val. Exactly. Yeah. You yeah. Know, okay. You, I get it. You know what scene kind of always confused me. Yep. Well, first, what? it's a great scene, but it's also like the switch. Why? So when I love how they set up in the beginning that you think Val is like the secret lover, and I think that they did that really well. And then there, he's like, "I'm getting married to a woman." That's fine, but I, I kind of always un- didn't understand why Robin Williams was just like, 
playing bluff very oddly and then was just like i wish you'd just you just told me yeah just tell the man just tell the just tell a nathan lane what's going on how is that really that difficult to like explain i'm talking to my son i think it's because it's set or for me anyway i think it's set up really well the fact that like he doesn't want him to be there you know like because nathan lane uh, albert even says like you always try to keep like your son away from me or whatever yeah. And I, I think that it sets that up pretty good. Like, oh, I don't even want you to know that he's here because then you'll try to do what you usually do or something like that. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, that yeah. makes sense. I, 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 I agree with you, Dean. I liked how that scene played out, though, where, like, you don't know what's going on. Like, oh, maybe he is seeing someone else. And then he says, Val says, dad. And that's the moment you're like, oh, okay. I mean, I, I should have seen it coming because I've, I've seen Lacage, but yeah. But th during that scene, though, I was like, wait, I think, I think it's his, let's see. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they have pet names. I don't know. <laughs> right. Like uh, he's a little on the young side. <laughs> yeah. I was like, mm, interesting. <laughs> you know, I also wonder too, if, if, you know, I think what made would have made the stakes a little bit higher in the moment is like bomb one. I'm getting married. And then right after, bomb two. Yeah, they're right wing Republicans. Because in, in Lacage, you don't see the you don't see um Barbie Barbie Barbara's family until act two in the show. So like it's all set up there and and you know it's kind of like the dramatic irony until act one closure that basically everyone's in on the secret except Albert and then it's revealed, you know? So I just wondered like how that would have played differently because they kind of were like, you know, okay, we dropped that he's married, you know, things happen, things happen. And then drop that, oh, okay, she's, you know, so yeah. Yeah, there, there is something, there's one problem that I have with the movie and it comes at the end where uh, uh, like, they're trying to get uh, Gene Hackman's character or family like out of there. And they, yes. Yeah. Nick's background. Yeah. My only problem with it is that it doesn't seem earned. I wish they had something where like, you know what I mean? It just seems like, oh, they all get along now. What? They were just. Yeah, I, I see that, Hunter. I think, though, that he isn't completely changed by the end of the movie i don't think that's the point like he's not like i love gay people now i love you know uh, people in drag now like that's not necessarily his arc i think it's more just like tolerance and that's at least the first step which is something i mean like you know once again it's not a complete character change a complete character turn but it's like we're on the right track we we need you know it's not gonna just your your whole uh life views are they're not going to change in one day uh that's just not possible but i think that we we see more positively that it, we could get there in the future and and he's on the he's on the right track okay i i like the way you put that because they have the wedding and he's there and he seems like at least you know kind of fine with it which is which is nice to see and actually i think is a problem with in my opinion, at least in the musical that he's kind of already like, so like for it by the end of the musical, but that's, this isn't a, a review of the musical, but you know what I mean? I don't know if you agree with that Dean or not, but, 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 but also maybe it's such a different version that maybe it, it works better in the musical. I think 
in this case, I think the stakes are both at the same level at this point because he's basically like, I'll do anything. And both the shows are like, well, there is one way. And then, you know, it, it goes into that. And I think that kind of like what you said before, Hunter, with Val, he had no other choice but to say, these are my parents. I think for him, it was um, for Keely. It was also like, I have no other choice. This mm -hmm. is it. So I think it's kind of like, you know, and I like what you said too, Nick, is that it's not supposed to be a finished the nest character arc and i don't think it is but tolerance is the first way in and um totally agreed yeah yeah and i i forget if the if the musical it's more like he's all for it by the end or not uh, you 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 know it much more much better than i am yeah. I no it's basically the same he uh he's like i'll do anything cuts it's the show and then he comes on as I don't know somebody. Right. And he <laughs> a beautiful <laughs> woman. <laughs> wonderful woman. Um, wonderful. <laughs> and then he goes off stage. Yeah, we didn't talk about um Diane. Uh, Diane West. Diane West. Yes, the mom. Oh, the mom. She's great too. Oh. Yeah, she's great. She's wonderful. I got so much just from her like small little like role or whatever. I got so much from her. I feel like. Like I kn I knew exactly what happened. I like you know what I mean. Yeah, she I had like, some she had some of the funniest lines in the movie. Actually, come to think of it, like where I don't know, she's just like totally buying just like the whole situation at the end, and like you know before it's revealed who the you know the, the who the our cast of characters uh, you know who the family really is and everything. Um, but yeah, like and also uh, to note, I love in the beginning that. Uh, that news show gag where like he's showing uh the wife like hey this is my show and they're just fucking talking over each other like the whole time and it's just like <laughs> wow this is really an amazing a show most intellectual show on television right here <laughs> exactly it's perfect because like literally that's fox news and kind of cnn in general like everyone's literally, just like every everyone's just talking show. over each other yeah <laughs> yeah, I something tells me that you know she doesn't really want this lifestyle, and every time like when when Barbara comes and is like, "Oh, mom, look at their decor, isn't it nice?" and she's like, "Oh, oh yes," but the she's trying to look for like some silver lining, and then she's like, "Nancy Drew, like you, Nancy Drew," like that's what gets her excited, not the cross. <laughs> Not the, you know, the the beautifully candlelit table. It's Nancy Drew. So it gives you clues as to, like, I don't think she's really on board with this whole thing, but she has to be because of, of her husband's position. Right. She's kind of a little bit trapped in that way. One of my favorite lines of the movie uh, uh, comes from Gene Hackman, and it's right when he finds everything out. Right before he leaves, he goes, I hope this won't affect your vote. And I was like, oh, what a politician you are. Like, even the whole time while he was at dinner, he was like, oh, this great country of America. It's like, oof, oof, you're so unlikable. <laughs> what the hell? Also, what, also, what's so funny is that, like, he kind of really, really likes uh, uh, Albert's, <laughs> Albert's uh, uh, Mrs. Goldman or, or Coleman. Coldman. <laughs> I, I love that he's like so into her <laughs> yeah and diane west feels, feels the sting well you didn't feel this way for mrs little goldman it's so good christine baranski's beautiful just 
10 minutes on screen. I love her. That's Barbara, right? Uh, no, uh, um, the mom. Uh, the, the real mom. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, she's wonderful too. I was like, like uh, 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 the scene with uh, uh, her and Robin Williams and like, they're like dancing and they're like yeah their little dance yeah Yeah, i was like this is wonderful and then like it felt like she started coming on to him and i was like that's true like she's like touching his chest and like and she's like oh it's 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 so hairy yeah and i was like oh shit somebody go down (laughs) (laughs) they're they're reliving their past of that show wait know about the music for that sondheim Sondheim, yeah, that Which, little dream. dream. <laughs> Which it's gonna not be as of release date, obviously, but as of recording this, it was his birthday yesterday. So, happy birthday! Happy freaking birthday, Sondheim! <laughs> 91. What a what a national treasure! Ah, oh, beautiful. I think they were supposed to use a song that he wrote for the opening scene but they decided on we are family instead because i guess that fit better i would like to hear the song i really would (laughs) i would like to hear it i would like to hear play it play it that's interesting but yeah but he did get once he he did get technically got a song in so (laughs) (laughs) yeah we are family just like fits the mold so perfectly i think that the first like the intro from going to the water all the way to the birdcage, it sets it sets the story of that world so perfectly. Yeah, a glorious one shot. Yeah, it's perfect. Oh, I love it. Uh, so yeah, going back to negatives just for a little bit, I I do wish, um, like the the musical does, that we we saw more drag. I I wish we saw a little bit more of uh, the performance side of things. Like I. Like, like, uh, Albert is doing, uh, you know, her act in the beginning of the movie. Uh, but we don't see the whole thing. I wanted to see it. But also, I, I wanted to see maybe at the end, like, another performance by her. Because I'm sure it was fantastic. I'm sure they filmed, like, a whole act of Nathan Lane just, like, killing it. But I guess, I guess the world wasn't ready for that yet. Yeah, I'm 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 sure they did too. I I would have liked to see more too. And I I think I got just enough of it right when they did like the rehearsal process. I was like, "Okay, I that's I guess enough of it." But I I would have liked to see more like flamboyant and more like colorful performances, you know. Yeah. I agree. Coming coming from someone, you know, who who did the role, you know, before we get to him as mother, we see we see Alban in one, two, three, four, five different iterations of him before we get to mother. So in a way, it's another character to add to that, you know, like color palette of that, like what uh-huh. Alban can do in in the show. And and like what like he's this little chameleon, you know, that was kind of like the idea of that. And it's just adding that extra layer. So yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, like, we got a little bit, as you said, Hunter, like, we, we got, like, him rehearsing and stuff like that and the little performance in the beginning. But, yeah, I my main takeaway is just, like, yeah, I wish we got more. I think this movie is very progressive, especially for the time. But I think if we made it now, we, we definitely would have seen more awesome performances. 
Yeah. Um, but oh gosh, does Nathan Lane just not have like a great voice? And I, whenever I hear it, it's so unexpected. But I'm like, dang, you can sing, man. Yeah, he's he's a wonderful singer. I mean, like he's not he doesn't have a traditional voice, I guess. But like, no. But it's all. But, but it's that, so. Uh, it's so. Uh, it's it's just so full of character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And in that rehearsal thing, I was like, oof, hit me, hit me. I want you to hit me. Hit me. I, I have a question for both of you that I was thinking about, um, especially with you know later last year in December, we got the prom. And there was a lot of backlash with James Corden playing a a gay role. And I would love to know if you think that if it was done today and Robin Williams was alive and was asked to do it today, would that happen? Yeah, I, th- I think so. I think, I don't know if I have a reason for it, but I, I think that's just the, the times that we live in now where I think a lot of people, rightfully or unrightfully so, I don't know. I really don't uh, get like a little peeved at that. Like if you don't, if you're not that, then you can't play that, if that makes sense. So I, I, I think that he would have gotten backlash for it for sure. I, I suppose, I mean, I, but I think just to um, play devil's advocate for a second, like I think the reason why people rightfully are, are like, you know, why aren't gay people playing these gay roles is and you know represent representation matters and all that stuff is is because like yeah like for so long we've seen straight men straight men uh play gay roles or trans roles or whatever that like i totally get that kind of frustration and and want for you know uh, people who are actually that to play those characters uh but i would also have to agree with hunter that like yeah i think he's perfect for the role and because I think it helps also that like he's the straight man in in this you know in this uh, in this relationship, so I think that that works a little more. And also, it's just such a tender performance, as opposed to, in my opinion, James Corden, where it wasn't that tender and it wasn't that likable. So I don't know. Right, and you know that's because like you know at least they had or not at least, but they had you know Nathan Lane who was gay exactly and he was paving the way for that space and you know like we had said before i really think that robin and i think robin does a really phenomenal job of not playing gay and i think james cordon's was on the verge of playing gay whereas why didn't they get nathan lane for barry i still don't know come on Give us, give us give us the Nathan Lane cut. Hashtag release the Nathan Lane cut. <laughs> Four hours. <laughs> Four hours long, and it's just Nathan Four Lane. Four hours, Nathan Lane. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I absolutely agree with both of you. Uh, uh, both of your points, because yeah, I think yeah, Ron Williams is just so good in this that like I I I see no issue with it. As a and, and the same thing with Hank Azaria. He's not gay in real life, and he played a wonderful. Uh, uh, part in this, he he was a perfect Spartacus. The heart, the heart was there. Yeah, exactly. I, the heart is in there. So even like, yes, in the future, if we did this show or this movie again, yes, I I it, it would be wise to have them all, if possible, uh, actually gay. Yeah. Um. And I I didn't see the prom. Uh. So but you don't I, need I, to. <laughs> yeah, I I was like, you know, I'm not gonna. 
I'm not gonna say waste my time because I'm sure people like it, but not my not my cup Just of Just watch the show. The show is exactly really good. Um, but I I think I agree with you guys. I think it, it all has to do with with the heart and it is are you doing it for like a good purpose? You know what I'm saying? Not like absolutely. And Dean, you're saying that like it was on the verge of like him like playing like playing gay, you know? And so like if you're gonna do that and there's no truth to it then i i don't think that it should be you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah it just because... it just it just hurts the uh everything instead of actually helping it mm -hmm. like because barry you know in the prom he is a role that um that has he's another one that has a really just fantastic arc like he goes to be this narcissist to being like wholehearted by the ending but he's always been wholehearted he just loves the, the spotlight and so like that's his detriment so it's again it's it's I would still, I would still cast Robin today. Um, cosine, yeah. cosine, one hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. Send it off to the presses. Uh, we got <laughs> print it, print it. Uh, but yeah, uh, a couple of other things. Uh, just a few. Like this movie is mostly great. I, I just have a little, uh, a little nitpicks here and there. Just like yeah, I don't, I didn't really love Val and Barbara in general. I think that's also maybe a a, a problem with the musical too. But like, uh, it's so thinly veiled that like it's kind of like it's just kind of there, which I guess is the point. But also, eh, not great, a little boring. Uh, and I thought uh, it's uh, the pacing kind of slowed down a bit in the middle, where I think like there was maybe a scene to uh, or a scene or two too much of just like Nathan Lane leaving and, and Robin Williams trying to get him back. Like, I think there was maybe one extra scene where we didn't maybe a hundred percent, hundred percent need that, but also we got that great bench scene out of it. So maybe keep that one, but maybe keep, maybe throw away the, the one before that. I don't know. But, and I, and I, and finally I thought the ending was a bit rushed. Uh, I got think going back to performance, like uh, 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 drag performances again, just like, yeah, maybe if it ended with just like a, a awesome drag performance by all the characters, I think that would have really helped the movie um, not feel as rushed. But I thought it was still a, a really neat ending and everything. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll have to uh, agree with you on the Barbara and Val thing. No chemistry, I, but I don't know if it matters, but it was, it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also the worst thing I've ever seen. But, you know, I don't know if it matters, but hey, get it the hell out of this movie right now. Throw it away. <laughs> Personally, um, probably like my critique and why it might get a little bit slow is I think that they have too many scenes of of Barbara's family coming to South Beach and I think they can get rid of a lot of those. Again, I think I think what makes the second act of the story successful is when the meeting happens and all of it before is is the build up to it that you haven't actually met these people yet. So the fact that you've met them kind of breaks that tension in my opinion so when it does happen then it's like okay now you really have to like you know change gears and and yeah that 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 might be why there's those lulls in the middle i wonder yeah i well said i think that's exactly it yeah um but yeah so uh overall my thoughts on the movie uh so yeah i i thought it was super funny it was such a good time 
wonderful wonderful performances by Williams and Lane and and everyone for the most part was just killing it. The last act I think is just like brilliant and hilarious. I couldn't stop laughing. Uh, it's it's tender. It's funny. Yeah, it's just such a good time. You you can't you can't be mad at this movie at all. I have a few quibbles, but for the most part, it's an absolute blast. Uh, I'm giving it out of ten an eight out of ten. Respect, respect. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll have to to second that notion. I think this I'll I'll recommend this movie to everyone and anyone. I think this movie is hilarious. It's got some heart. It's got a bunch of freaking laughs that like I I couldn't stop myself from laughing at some point. So I had to contain myself. I was like, Hunter, you're alone. Don't be weird. Don't be laughing alone. <laughs> no, uh, laugh it up. Laugh it up. Laugh up baby. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to give this movie uh nine shrimps out of ten shrimps. I think that it's it's fantastic. Uh uh fuck the shrimp and fuck the senator. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Right, Dean, your your final thoughts. Yeah, um, I think, you know, this movie to me is one of the most quotable movies of all time. But I still think with, within the humor and with every crazy thing that happens, it never loses sight of its themes of family and love. And um, I also think that with its predecessors of the both iterations of Lacage, I think it's different enough that it stands on its own without like trying to outdo or be better than the other ones and i still think there's enough twists and turns to keep the entertainer uh entertained so i'm going to give this i'm going to give this i have to i have to give it 10 out of 10 egyptian toothbrushes uh, <laughs> how very egyptian of you uh, <laughs> it's it's one of my favorites of all time awesome. i love it i love awesome. it and nick i gotta ask you in our Robin Williams deep dive, where, where's this ranking? Where's this ranking for you? I gotta say, so far at least in this series, it's number one, baby. I I um <laughs> I I I love his performance in, in Doubtfire. I love his performance in Insomnia, and Hook is a performance. Um, <laughs> not his fault. Not his fault. Um. But uh, it's definitely still the weakest. But yeah, this one is just such a, a nice surprise. It has almost everything I want in a Robin Williams performance. It's funny. It's sweet. You love him. Uh, it's just so good. Yeah. Uh, throughout this podcast, I, I, I've been mulling it over. I've been like, I've been sitting with it a little bit. And it's number one. It is number one, baby. And ins Insomnia is, is close second right now. And I cannot believe... That thus far, Miss Doubtfire is number three because Miss Doubtfire used to be up there. For right, me. we're 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 on the same page, I think. Right, yeah. uh, 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 th this Birdcage, Insomnia, Doubtfire, Hook. Yes, uh, and and Hook. As much as it's a it's a childhood favorite, yeah, I I'd have to agree. Like, there's some, it's just not it's just not what I want in 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 a Robin. Williams. It's not even what I want in like a you know what I mean in a but movie. I, I, <laughs> but, I, but I still do I still do like it. Um, but yeah. Uh, uh, the Birdcage, number one so far. Awesome. Uh, Dean, you are uh, uh, stricken. You are uh, so wowed by our ranking. I love it. Yeah, I am. I, you know, as much as I, I love this movie, I still think Mrs. Doubtfire is my favorite. 
Ooh, hello! Hello! But if we're gonna go two, I mean, you guys, I haven't gotten to it yet. There's two films that I can think of. I don't know if I should spoil or, or let. No, you no, know. no. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, go, go. We have Aladdin and Goodwill Hunting, and uh, yeah, I saw Goodwill Hunting for the first time last semester, and oh uh, wow, kind of changed my world. So, yeah, Goodwill Hunting. It's uh, we'll, we'll get into it, but yeah, it's it's definitely <laughs> well, it's the it's the one where he won an Oscar. So we'll we'll talk about we'll talk about it. <laughs> we'll talk about it. Said, and Happy Feet. Can't forget about Happy Feet. Happy Feet. <laughs> That's what we should be talking about. <laughs> oh, no. Come on, he plays two characters in that. Two? I thought That's it was just a little like mohawk penguin. No, he plays the the Spanish uh uh a peng penguin and also the big penguin with the the thing on his neck. The, the oh, soda, no. the soda, uh, uh, shit on his neck. <laughs> oh my god! The plastic, like he's an icon. He plays two amazing iconic penguins in one movie. Yeah, so actually, let's <laughs> let's talk Happy Feet. Let's cut everything we just talked about. Happy Feet, right now. Yeah, um, this is a Happy Feet podcast now. In the sky. <laughs> um, oh we we got yeah. Uh, we're 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 tapping. We're singing. We're being penguins now. That's just how it is. <laughs> but yeah uh thank you so much dean for being such a wonderful guest yes the the most perfect guest that we could have gotten uh for this movie so thank you and it was and a pleasure meeting you yes such a pleasure meeting you nick it's so great to see you again last time i saw you was pre-pandemic at pearl studio probably crying in the corner me, not you. Um, both of uh, us. Let's be real. Both of us. Yeah, probably both of us. Uh, <laughs> so I cannot thank you enough for bringing me on for literally one of my favorite movies of all time. Top five. It's up there for sure. Yeah. Uh, always such a pleasure, Dean. Uh, where can we find you? Where can you find me? Uh, you can right here. <laughs> Let me see here. My name is Dean underscore Marino zero one. Uh, I've been a little AWOL this semester, but come follow me. You can see me going through a downward spiral, uh, sending in midterms. So it's, uh, mm -hmm. you know, there's there's greatness out there somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. You just got to find it. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you can find me. Awesome. Thank you all for listening to our The Birdcage episode. Uh, next week, join us for Moscow on the Hudson, one of his first ever movies. Um, it was uh, in the 80s. It was his fifth movie, Early Boy Robin. And uh, yeah, so it's going to be a time, right, Hunter? Oh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be the best time. I have never seen the movie. I've heard about it for, I mean, years. Uh, but I've never seen it. So I'm, I'm very excited to watch. Never seen it either. So we're going to have a time. <laughs> so join us on that ride, guys next week uh so yeah thanks again guys for listening to our robin williams mini series uh you can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts spotify apple podcasts yeah you can find us anywhere we have a website uh you can go to www. Uh... you can find us at nyc actors talk film <laughs> yeah there you go. also you should really you should probably change the uh domain name know, at this I, point I, I, I know i still have to yeah <laughs> just change it to nyc yeah, actors yeah. talk film god damn it i know <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah so uh, yeah we have a website nyc actors talk film we have a youtube channel at nyc actors talk film where we do video versions of our episodes special shout out to joey dalton for the beautiful artwork 
Please rate, review, and subscribe. Fussy, 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 Martha Graham, Martha Graham, Martha Graham, Madonna, Madonna, Madonna. But keep it all inside. Fuck the shrimp. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>